Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spilling Realty, where the realty is always piping hot. Happy freaking Thursday. You all made it through half the week. Let's go. Give yourself a big pat on the back because I know I am. It's Kendall here, and I am flying solo today because my co-host Ashley had prior engagements. So bear with me. Little nervous. Really excited, Um, but I'm just going to get right into it. We have like a jam-packed episode today, and I'm so thrilled to share this with you. So our guest today is Alex Thomas from Primary Residential PRMI out of Towson. He is awesome. So Alex is going to talk to us, obviously a little bit about like the market, but also how he has had tremendous success with converting social media leads and like converting to close, basically converting them to close. So exciting. He started this whole social media journey, I don't know, six months ago. And within six months, he's closed five leads from social media. So he's going to give us the tips, the tricks, the tools to the trade. So excited to learn about this. But before we get into that, I'm actually going to talk to everybody a little bit about like the market. And I want to share a really great story. So I have a buyer who we went under contract a few weeks ago. We're getting ready to close next week. And Everything was a little bit tricky because my client wanted to get really creative and stack grants and utilize seller help and utilize this shift in the market that is really geared towards buyers having the upper hand and the purchasing power. So I'm all for a challenge. I'm all for learning. So what we did, and this is incredible, was we put an offer in on a house for $210,000. We stacked multiple grants, got full down payment assistance, and a point and a half lower. And my client is going to the table with $3. She owes $3 on a $210,000 home. Let that sink in. There are no refinance restrictions. The rate is a point and a half below the market rate. This is exciting. So if you are an agent or if you're a buyer or you're a seller, anybody out there listening, make sure you take the time to do your due diligence and talk to agents and talk to lenders who are willing to get creative. You know, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Marry the house, date the rate. Like, no, enough, 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 enough. Let's get creative and utilize these programs from the city, from the county, from the state that you can stack. So if you want to learn how to buy a $200,000 home and only owe $3 and 0% down with payment assistance, call me. You have my number. You have my info on Instagram. I will happily walk you through it. If it's not with me, talk to your agent and talk to your lender. It just takes a little bit of creativity. And that is what really gets me excited and really gets people excited about this market. Um, I'm about to put two other buyers under contract, like literally today as we speak, because there is all these other options. Come on, like, let's dig a little bit. This is why we're licensed agents. This is why we're licensed professionals. This is why you work with local lenders. So, and Alex is going to talk about this as well. But I mean, the sky is the limit. Um, And if you can get the best for your client, just do it. And again, just talk to me. I'm more than happy to just talk to you. Even if you are an agent, like I'll tell you how we got it done. I'm just not even going to hold back. Like, let's just get right in and let's talk with Alex Thomas. 
So today we are here with Alex Thomas from Primary Residential Mortgage. We're so excited to have you here. You're located in Baltimore, Maryland. What's going on? Not much. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, anything fun or new, interesting lately in your life? Uh, personal life, it's more just like, you know, um, the day-to-day grind of, of being a dad and, and juggling the business, you know? Um, I have two young kids, um, you know, two, two and three. So Ooh. we are in the weeds. You got your hands full. <laughs> yes, day in and day out. Girls, um, boys. Uh, one of each. So an older boy, uh, he's he's a three-year-old, and uh, my, my daughter, uh, Riley, she's two. That's so cool. So thank you again sure. for being here. So... We're going to talk a little bit about who you are, how you started your whole career and where you are now. And yeah. then something that I'm really excited to talk to you about is your tremendous success with social media. You cool. are Thank the you. Maryland Mortgage Dad. You are everywhere. Nobody can pull up Instagram or anything without seeing you. So <laughs> I'm really excited yeah. to talk about that. But sure. before we get there, let's talk a little bit about who you are. How did you get into this career? Um, well, I don't think anyone grows up saying, oh gosh, I, I dream of being a loan officer, right? No, like, no, no. Um, kind of, <laughs> it's not like firefighters or astronauts or anything cool like that, right? Um, I think like most people, I kind of fell backwards into the industry a little bit. I graduated in college in 2008. Back then, if you, as you might remember, the uh, job market wasn't too too hot. So it was uh, tough sledding out there. And um, I did land a job outside of my degree, which was biology. <laughs> you were a bio major? I was in the pre-med program even for a couple Fun. of years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when, once I graduated, um, I just decided I didn't want to go to school anymore. You know, And um, I started doing sports radio a little bit. Um, you have a good is, voice for that. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and that's where I cut my teeth, like, you know, kind of doing stuff like this and also in sales. Um, and I was also coaching swimming on the side. You know, then one day uh, I, I got a job offer from um, a larger bank working in their subprime lending division. What is that? Um, so it's like... We did FHA loans, which is when I learned about mortgages, which was okay. Um, but it's also like subprime car loans for debt consolidation purposes, very high interest rate credit cards, you know, those kind of things. The, the culture wasn't the best. I, I, I kind of felt like I had to, you know. So um, you make have a, a lot switch. of patience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really sick of cold calling too, which is another yeah. reason why I started doing the social media thing a little bit more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I cut my teeth in the finance industry and in sales. Um, obviously, you can only last in those kind of places for so long. Um, so, uh, after burnout got the best of me, we ended up going to the retail side mm-hmm. of, of, of banking, um, and then the business banking and then a little bit of investment banking training and stuff like that. I got my, you know, series six, series 65, that kind of thing. Um, but I think mortgages is really what, I guess where my, where my passion landed, um, for a couple of reasons I, with, with the, the dad side of things, right. Um, I like to be able to have breakfast with my kids, like guilt-free, you know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and not have to rush out the door to, you know, be in the office by eight thirty every day. Now also you give up that that nine to five for basically being on call, right? Um, 24 seven, which you, you know about, right? Um, but it's, it's definitely nice to have that, that flexibility there. So, um, that's how I got started in the business. So it sounds like you just dabbled on a little bit of everything. So you're pretty well versed, Yeah, which is great. So that's cool. I didn't know that. And I'm definitely going to talk to you about your favorite breakfast meal sure. a little bit later because oh, yeah. that's exciting. I'm a big breakfast fan. And I love cooking, so I could, I could I talk know. about that all day. We're going to yeah. talk about that too awesome. on your Instagram. <laughs> but as far as like while we're like staying on like the market and what you're doing, obviously the market has shifted. We've talked about this with other guests and it's always great to hear other opinions. Yeah. 
How are you and your team like or your company adapting to these market changes, reassuring buyers that it's going to be okay because nobody can predict the market? Right. Let's be real. Nobody can do that no matter how hard people try. Yep. No one has a crystal ball. Yeah, you can't. So what are you and your team specifically doing to adjust and pivot to these changes? I I think it's more just about reminding people that um, this is more of an investment, Mm -hmm. right? Um, it's, it's not necessarily like, you know, I think a lot of millennials look at it this way too. When they go to buy houses, they're not looking for necessarily the white picket fence, um, or, um, you know, the forever home right away. Um, in fact, I have more conversations with people about multifamily properties and those kind of things, um, than anything else, because, um, this generation is really smart. Um, they're also driving the, the, the purchase market right now, Mm -hmm. I would say big time. Um, and, uh, um, you know, they're, they're more looking at it, I would say as an investment in their future rather than just, you know, which again, it's still a place to live, but it's, it's, it's always nice to be able to remind people that, you know, no matter what rates you're doing, the best time to to buy a house is when you need to. Well, and that's actually a really good point that you just mentioned where it's like this millennial market. I mean, we are technically in that market yes. too. It's Older we millennial. Don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disclosing my age on here. I'm 36. I'll say I'm that's still okay. my like 20s ish yeah. Yeah. in my head. You definitely um, like <laughs> Oh my God. Thank, did you? Oh my God. Thank I'm you. supposed to say that, right? But no. You do. Well, now, <laughs> <laughs> but what is interesting is that, you know, with every new wave, you have people downsizing and then a whole new era coming in. And what's right. really different, and like you touched on this, which I think is so interesting, is that these millennials, it's they're not looking 20, 30 years down the road, no. whereas people like our parents, right. that was like the mindset. So are you starting to see more investors um, purchasing right now versus like real first time buyers like yeah. compared to maybe within the last two years. Cause I, I, I feel like that's the case. Yeah. I'm, I, I would say so too. And I think we, we all saw that there, there was a huge influx of cash buyers. Right. Um, I don't know how they all did year. it. I did. I, I yeah. adulted wrong. I swear. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, me I do too. not understand. I, I, I didn't get him on Bitcoin early enough or, you know, I missed out on the rich uncle thing or <laughs> I know something. Me too. Right. I, should, <laughs> I, I always joke about OnlyFans. I'm thinking about selling feet pics or something. Just oh to, my God. Everybody's doing <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, but it's sorry, true. Mom. Like I mean, sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I own a house and I definitely right. saved and saved and I just, yeah, like you said, like, with all these people with cash who are younger than me, I'm like, how right. the hell? Yes. What did I do wrong? <laughs> what did I do wrong here? But sorry, back to what you're saying is, sure. yeah, there is an influx with investors, yeah. which is I, really interesting. Yep, and not only just pure investors, but I think people with that mindset, right? When they go to buy a house, they're really thinking about their family's future. They're not necessarily thinking about like, you know, I'm going to live here forever. Yeah. They're thinking about building equity because they want to be able to, you know, have money for the next house or be able to finance private school or to do things like that. Or to travel. Um, I mean, traveling. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my, my wife and I hold that very high in priority. So I love um, that. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the most challenging part of your job? <laughs> um, nowadays it, it's, it's um, having that difficult conversation about interest rates, right? Because I feel like that's where yeah. a lot of people start um, because they really don't know what else to ask. Um, and again, well, well, rates certainly important. I'm not trying to sh- trying to shy away from that whatsoever. No, it absolutely is. You know, um, there are some options that we have to kind of help soften the blow for you. You know, with that two one buy down program we were kind of mm-hmm. talking about before the show. You know, we can get into detail about that if you'd like, or you know, people can go watch my video about it where I break it down with a pretty easy example using like a three hundred fifty thousand dollar purchase price. Yeah. So it's it's um you know a, a, I would say a pretty good median you know home price for a first time home buyer nowadays. 
So how do you feel about what all the lenders are pushing on everybody? <laughs> um, marry the house, date the rate. Yeah. Um, so I was just talking to another colleague about this the other day. <laughs> I don't want to bash anyone that's been using it because- um, I can't stand it. I know. I hate it. And the other people I, that are using, I think most of them mean well. But we got to be honest with ourselves that you know earlier in this year, rates were in the threes and now they're in the sevens. That's a huge hit on someone's purchasing power, right? Mm-hmm. And you, and I think the, the the kitschy little sayings like that, I don't I don't think home buyers want to hear that, especially first time home buyers, right? They they mean well though, and I I do agree with this, is that you don't want to necessarily let an interest rate have you miss out on the opportunity to buy a house if you can afford to buy that house with the well, interest exactly. rates being being where they are, exactly. Right? And that's that's the catch. You know, it's funny because. I have very strong feelings about, and they're very unpopular feelings about that whole, I mean, it's cute, it's catchy, but I also think like on the agent side of things, I find pushing that to be incredibly irresponsible because I feel like it gives false hope. Mm -hmm. I tend to operate a little bit differently and I'm always like very upfront and direct with my clients and I wouldn't like be happy if somebody pushed that narrative on myself. Oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you don't really understand what my, what my needs are, do you? Is what I would be thinking. Yeah. You know, and, and really at the end of the day, if you're not doing business with a realtor or a lender that has your best interest at heart and, and yeah. really has gotten to know what your you know, your pain points are, your concerns are, you know, I mean, there, there are so many times, for example, we can pre-approve people, not so much anymore, but when we, when rates are normal, um, and even sometimes nowadays we, we can pre-approve people with great credit, you know, and, and, and good savings for a lot more than they're comfortable mm-hmm. purchasing. You know, you really want to stick to that budget more so than trying to max everything out. And uh, I don't know. And most people are pretty good about that, right? If, you, if you're in that position to begin with, you probably have a pretty good handle on your finances. So, yeah, I mean, I know like with me, for example, we were fully prepared. We've been preparing to list our house. Then a pipe burst, different story. Now I'm really excited <laughs> to live in my house. It was the best expensive mistake that ever happened. Yep. But with these rates and when we started looking at it and yep. when we bought two years ago, right before everything went a little bit crazy, me and my boyfriend Alan, we discussed this and we said, why would we do this right now? It's like at least $500 more right. and it just doesn't make sense. And so then there's also a part of me that's like, man, I feel really bad for the buyers who were like, oh, we'll just wait. Like, we'll just wait. Like, ugh. Yeah. And remember, people people were talking about that last year I even. Know. Like when rates were in the threes. Oh, you know, prices are a little high right now. I'm going to wait for the market to crash. Guys, I got news for you. Like, you're going to see prices come down a little bit, especially here in the short term, because some agents think the market is still six months ago and it's, it's, it's yes, not, not the same market as it is. So you are going to start to see some price reductions. Um, but overall, it, it, you know, as a whole – Home prices do very well through recessions. You know, again, we might see a little bit of a dip here, but you know, they were appreciating at what a rapid pace, 17, 18, 90% year over year for the last two years. Oh God. And the average is what, four? Somewhere around there. So yeah, maybe we get back to that four or five percent appreciation, not that, you know, lightning quick, you like, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. My like uh, like un, un, ungodly appreciation that we had, which was, is, you know, it was a wild why, two years. Yeah, it really it sure was. But it's also <laughs> part of the reason why maybe we find ourselves here with inflation, you know. Yeah. Um, that's true. That's a really good point. Yeah. And the government artificially held interest rates down for way too long through quantitative easing, which that's also true. led to the problem. So, you know. The, the Fed was really just asleep at the wheel this whole time, unfortunately. I, I really like that. This is like a very fresh, like honest take. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. I love that, actually. And yeah. I think it's really informative. One other thing about like the lending side is what's the biggest mi- misconception about being <sighs> a, a lender? lender yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, that we're all – that we're, we're commodity, right? Uh-huh. That we're all kind of the same. We're all created equal. That's really, really not the case. 
No, and, it's and, absolutely not the case. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know, we're we're all not cut from the same cloth. There there are a lot of like used car salesman types in this industry, and I hate to, you know. Say bad things about car salesmen, but this you, is you spilling real tea. Be honest, right? yeah. this is what people love. Well, you know this the snake oil salesman, t- yeah. type, the bait and switch types, right? And oh and God. and for good reason. I, I think a lot of LOs got that reputation after the, the the market crash. But nowadays, I think there are a lot more you know younger people in this business who are are kind of more ethical. They're doing things the right way. Um, especially if you if you align yourself with the right company mm-hmm. um, who shares the same values as you, you know that's super important. You know I, I, that would be the, the the thing I would say. The biggest misconception is we we are not all the same, and you know just because you think you might be able to find an eighth of a percent cheaper with some no name online lender from you know the middle of nowhere in yeah. Kansas somewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like yeah, you exactly. Know, <laughs> if 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 your loan doesn't close because they dropped the ball. Don't right. even get me started on big then, banks. Then, yeah, then, then the interest rate they quoted you doesn't matter. So. Well, I also think, too, another misconception for you guys is that people think you're a genie. And you can just poof. Get somebody <laughs> pre-approved. Poof. Yes. You look through this, look through that. And, like, it's always so funny because I have to, like, explain to clients, like, that's really not how it works. It's not hit button, get mortgage. <laughs> yeah, no. it's, it's You not. don't have some yeah. magic, like, lamp that you can rub and make all these other things that – like hurt your purchasing power go away. So I also think that's like another one because I think that lenders are expected to do the impossible. Yes. And it's something that a lot of people like overlook, which I think is so Yeah, we we have guidelines we have to stick to. Right? You do? Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> no, <I'm just laughs> and they change all the time. I know you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely mortgages are not one size fits all yeah. either, right? And I think that's why so many of these guidelines exist is because there are so many different circumstances that HUD and Fannie and Freddie have had to account for. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's it's I this is why I don't. I'm so glad I'm not a lender. It is like it is a headache. I stay in my lane. Oh, uh, I can't even imagine <laughs> what underwriters go through, right? It's they they have to keep up it oh keep up with it even, you know, more so than we are. But I mean, at the end of the day, we have to be the experts because we're yeah. the, we're the forward-facing people. 100%. Right? And um, you're also responsible for building this building trust with these people and not giving a false sense of hope. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's also a, a very like fine line. It's more of an advisory role mm-hmm. is how I kind of see it than a salesmanship role. I, I think I agree. I like right? that. And, and, and there, I mean, th- look, we are in sales, right? There's no getting around that, but I just, people don't like being sold anymore. No. And you can smell a salesman from a mile away. I totally right? agree. Um, Cause at the end of the day, you know, people want to do business with who they know, like, and trust, you know, exactly. it's, it's 2022. Now it's not 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not coming to your house with a stack of papers wearing, you know, like a, a flannel um, sport coat, you know? Oh man. I had this like one seller who she couldn't figure out like electronic signatures. She was like a little bit older and every time I needed something, I had to deliver a stack of papers yep. and I was like, Oh my God, that can get, that can get tiresome. Right. So yeah, we're glad yeah. we have all that in the modern technology. Yes. Speaking of that, I want to switch gears for a minute because one of the other things, and I mentioned this earlier, I am so excited to talk about you and your social media content. Awesome. So Maryland Mortgage Dad on Instagram, again, you are everywhere, everywhere. And your, your reels are so funny. You are informative yet funny. You're relevant. So what started you or how did you get started on this social media journey. Yeah. Cause you came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny cause I've been in the business for, you know, seven or eight years now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, you know, my, my, my wife, like about a year ago, maybe two years ago now, you know, b- before we started this whole thing, I um, was like, Hey, you know, you should, you should try this. I think you'd be really good at it. Like, 
And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God. And I had the same common, you know, misconceptions that a lot of people do is it's just a bunch of, you know, teenagers dancing on TikTok. You know, it's <laughs> you're not showing your right, age. This is not for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I, 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 I didn't do it. And then um, at the beginning of this year, we all kind of sensed like the, the market start to shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we had a, uh, a meeting here, um, a sales meeting with our, our whole team. It was a, a Zoom meeting for the entire Mid-Atlantic division, and, and Dean Johnson, our president, was leading it. And he just um, he encouraged people to to start putting themselves out there more, right? Because we have to kind of get back to the old way of doing things, right? Loans are not going to be falling from the sky. Yeah, <laughs> it's not right? you know two percent interest rates anymore. Um, you actually have to get back out there, back out there and work. And I thought to myself, all right, well, how am I going to differentiate myself? Like, what's something new that I can do? And, um, you know, my, my wife had encouraged me for for so long. And now 10 months in, she's like, oh, my God, I've created a monster. Like, can't, yeah. she, you I'm, can't stop. Yeah, I'm having her, like, hold the camera for me and shit. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I, she's like, just give me a second. Like, I'll, I'll record your TikTok in a minute. I have to, like, you know, take care of the kids. I'm like, well, come on. Like, hurry up. <laughs> like, must do social media first. Exactly. Gotta love it. Yeah. But, yeah, you've, you've really just exploded. And, I mean, yeah. that's how we connected. And I, like, saw right. something pop in my feed. And I was like, oh, my God. God, he's so funny. <laughs> Hold on. And it was like, the, and like the other thing about your content, which I love is again, it's so informative, but Thank it's also you. so funny. Yeah. Like you put a, I'm so sick of seeing the same stuff. Like I don't even look at half other like lender stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. So that being said, where do you come up with this content? I know you're a fan of stand up comedy. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Great sense of humor. But how do you keep coming up with this stuff? It's fresh yeah. all the time. Thank you. I, I, I think it's, I think a big influence of it is, you know, stand up comedy. And uh-huh. it's, it's something I, I grew up watching with my dad. And it's kind of like a big part of my personality, I guess. So, Love it. yeah, it's, it's the, the comedic side of my brain, definitely. And it's, it's a good creative outlet for me. Um, so, uh, and it's also TikTok, especially is a little bit of a copycat society, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why like the corn sound went, went, went viral recently. Right. Um, and everybody was doing that video, right. And you saw it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couldn't get at the song out of your head for, for two weeks. Right. So, um, I think it's a little bit of that. It's, it's, it's a little bit of like, just kind of, you know, getting suggestions from my wife, getting suggestions from Todd sometimes, but a lot of it's just from like, you know, I, I try to spend, 30 minutes to an hour a day, um, either coming up with ideas or, you know, uh, in, in the application itself, just like consuming the content. Right. Cause a lot of times like I'll, I'll say, Oh, I love that sound, but I could, I could use it here. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I could put a twist on it this way. Um, and, uh, I, I tend to like batch create my content too. Yeah. So I'll, I'll knock out a couple in a day. Right. So that mm-hmm. way, if I have a busy day, like I did today, you know, I had a couple I could already hit up and I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not worried about it. Do you keep like a notebook or like a running log of ideas if you're sitting there like, oh wait, this will be a really good idea, and sometimes. then you can go back and yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So like you, you mentioned with, with with Todd, like in fact, I have a little list right here now. Like we we have a, a weekly meeting with him, and sometimes he'll give us ideas, like the haunted house idea that I'm, I'm doing recently, which is doing pretty well. Yeah, it's, it is. It's doing better on YouTube than anywhere else, but um, that that was that was all him. Now I'm doing the editing all myself, and he he taught me how to do that. But but um, you know, it's. A lot of times we'll bounce ideas off off of each other in that meeting, mm-hmm. right? And talk about what's working, what's not. Um, you may see like a, a lot of us are doing the green screen videos nowadays, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So so that that's another big thing, um, and it's all about just like trying to hop on, you know trends and staying consistent with it, like making, making it part of your day. But you don't like overdo it with the trends. Like you're not overkill. I, I no. don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. And again, it, it probably has to do with like your love of comedy. Um, but it, you're just tend to stand out. I'm not just saying that. I appreciate that. No, yeah, really. Like, I mean, it takes a lot to make me laugh and be like, Oh, this is good <laughs> because you say this, you see the same stuff 
over and over again and the same realtors and lenders sharing the same stuff. But yours is just always very unique. And so I just, I always really appreciate that. Um, Yeah. And we like a lot of the same comedians too, which I think definitely helps a lot. (laughs) We're going to talk about that too. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm I'm, I'm with you. So I I think that a lot of the realtor content, especially is stale nowadays. Yeah. Like look at everyone posts the home snap awards, right? Everyone posts when their, their pictures are closing. You know, everyone. I've stopped doing that. Every, you know, and, nobody and cares because it's like it's it's the, <laughs> it's almost the same thing. I think there's there's value in that to some extent, but everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Same thing. And 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 it's like, oh, I just sold a house. It's like, great. Okay, what what does that like mean for me? Like, you're doing yeah. your job. I'm doing my thing over here. Like, I don't know if like if that's really effective marketing for people. I mean, there are different ways to be in. in you know, in their face every day, right? 100%. If, if, that's, if that's what you're trying to do, unless like you're trying to just brag and say, "Hey, I did it my job," right? If if your if your real goal from this is to 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 have a marketing strategy, right? You, you can't be doing the same thing everyone else is doing. Well, and that's another thing with as far as strategy goes. What I think is so well and with your brand is you keep it real. Yeah. You know, first of all, it's like you're the Maryland mortgage dad, <laughs> great. Like so, people can relate. Like you you're working, you've got kids. Like yep. it's not easy. It's like some of your reels about like are really funny about what it's like, like having two toddlers. Yeah. And the, like, pet, oh my the God. pets are always involved in the content. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, kid, people love kids and, and, and dogs and cats. And so stuff, you, so. yeah, you keep it so real. Um, you have mentioned just for people who don't know who are listening, Todd. Yeah. Do you want to talk about who that is? Sure. So, um, Todd Collins is, is a digital uh, marketing strategist. He's the owner of Bean media. Um, he helps a lot of people in this area, a lot of restaurants, um, a lot of realtors, you know, a lot of businesses. Um, he right now has an exclusive contract with PRMI as far as like mortgage consulting is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been, um, you know, utilizing him, uh, to help us, you know, grow our business, grow our brand. Um, you know, he's given us like, you know, great tools and, and, and things we can use to help save us time to, to say, Hey guys, like, look, I, I know, I know <laughs> posting every day seems impossible to some people. And it, frankly, it did to me. At I first. find it to be daunting. Yeah. I don't do it. <laughs> I, I get it. I think people, you know, it, it did to me at first, but he, he kind of like, you know, kind of shows you how that is possible. And there, there are time saving methods to do it. Um, you know, because again, I'm, I'm at the point now where I can, you know, I can record a TikTok or a video and like a take or two and, have it edited and out across six different platforms mm-hmm. in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Well, that was the other thing I was going to ask you is like, well, I guess now we know it only takes you one or two takes, but when you first started, <laughs> how many times did it take you to get that shot? When I, so when I Don't first lie. started, it was a lot. It Sorry. was, it was. Cause like I, it, it kind of takes some, some, some goofing around in the app to kind of like get how to do the voiceover the right way, how to use all the tools they give you. Like I you hate can, when people have bad voiceovers. Yeah. Nothing is more upsetting or pathetic to watch. Yep. And, and, and look, and I, I was having trouble with that in, in the beginning too. And really, you know, sometimes recently when you're trying to pull video from TikTok and put it on another platform and remove uh-huh. the watermark. Sometimes the, the audio gets a little wonky. So <laughs> I found like mine have been off sometimes. It's, it's stuff like that, by the way, is what Todd Collins is helping us with is like how to get that, how to get that stuff tightened up, right? When you're like running into technical issues like that. I mean, that's smart and you have um, to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like you said, like no one wants to watch like a bad voiceover. Like it looks pathetic. Like it's not funny. Like you look like. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's like, oh, yeah. right, you yeah. try and you feel so hard. Right, right. But that's, again, <laughs> that's part of it. Like I look back at some of my, TikToks that I started, I guess back in March or April, really doing them every day. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I posted that. But like, it's <laughs> so horrible. I was going to ask you too, like, yeah. do you look back sometimes? Because now you're really good. Yeah, it's and, cringeworthy. Yeah. I mean, it was fun scrolling through lots of your reels. And yeah. I was like, wow, like watching your evolution. Because like, yeah, you weren't that great in the beginning. Right. Yeah, not <laughs> hey, at all. I'm not one to judge. I have no. like two reels, I, yeah. but I just post about my dog. I suck. <laughs> I was awful. Yeah. I, I get love it. that though. But yeah. that's what's been so cool about like your evolution. Um, so would you say like the biggest 
thing for you and what has helped you be so successful is consistency because it sounds like it's discipline and consistency. Big time. Yeah. I think it's like with anything else in this business, like it's, um, for, for me, I kind of see it as a daily sales call. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, and, um, initially we kind of started it as, as like a lead generation thing. Like, you know, how can I give back to my realtors, which we've been able to do, you know, in, in some circumstances, but I think yeah. really what it's more done is it's, it's kind of branded our, you know, our, ourselves a lot better. Um, it's given, you know, the opportunities to connect with people like you. And, um, I, I think that's kind of like, it's more of a long-term strategy. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a long play. Um, it's not, I love that. I hope that answered your question. No, 100% yeah. did. Um, so with social media, like, I mean, you've had a lot of success. You've had some reels that went up to like 17, 18,000 views. Yeah. Great. Um, what is your opinion on the quality of content versus followers? Because yeah. some people are like, oh my God, if you don't have like a bajillion followers, right. like you're a loser. It's a huge misconception. And so I, I can tell you this from, from TikTok. So I, I had, I've gone viral a couple times there. In fact, I have one going off right now that's up to like 175,000. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I missed that one. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, um, it, holy crap. It, 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 it didn't, I didn't get any lead generation from it. It just basically what happened was it was a, um, it was a, a silly, like, you know, video about, Hey, if your landlord raises your rent by this much and your property taxes only went up this much, like how can you do the mental gymnastics to justify it, that <laughs> rent increase? And then it just turned into like landlords and like other people fighting with other people in the comments, right? About landlords are trash. And then, but doesn't know, that, that end up like the comments and the more interaction yeah. kind of like, I guess that's what boosts the post and stuff and, and, and things like that. But I guess here's, here's my point about saying that is I didn't get a single lead from that whatsoever. Right. Um, I've gotten more traction on, again, just I think the, the consistency with it. And I'm I'm more worried about going viral is fun and all. But if you go viral for the wrong reason and you get like 10,000 followers who followed you for doing something silly and what, you know, oh, and they're, yeah, they're not yeah, going to, they're, they're, they're not going to, you're not going to get business from them. So you, what you should be doing is worrying about marketing to the followers you have now. now yeah. Because you're never going to grow and close business if, if you haven't closed business for the, you know, 500, 800, 1300, 3000 followers you have on whatever platform. If you haven't closed business with all those people, then, then who cares? Like your, 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 your marketing efforts are, are, are little, they're, it's, it's selfish and you're doing it for the wrong reason. You're, you're doing it for the vanity and for the likes and the, mm -hmm. and all And that's, that's, that's not the, that's not the, really the idea behind this. And, and look, I think eventually those things come anyway. Like if, if you're, if you're consistent enough with it, you're good at yeah. it, you know, in time, things like that come, um, you know, it takes people years to build, you know, 50,000 followers. A lot, a lot of people don't see that. They just see the account. They just mm -hmm. see the follower account. That's all they see. They don't see all the hard work that went into that went into building that account. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't have a lot of followers, but I will say like the stuff that I do post, it blows my mind because I get more views and I get more comments and I keep my like followers, like my social media pretty tight knit. Like I should probably do a better job of posting more, but I'm just like a little bit protective of that. Sure. And I mean, it's, it's, worked out great. Yeah. I've gotten several leads, closed several deals. Exactly. Um, but it is always funny to me because I think that there's like a misconception where if you don't have thousands and thousands, mm -hmm. like you're garbage at social media. And I'm like, you know how many people like my dog? And when I tie it to a house, yep. the people are like, oh, I want to work with her. Like, yep. you know what I mean? And so I just always think that's something really important. I like hearing yeah. different takes on it because then there are some people that are like, well, yeah. You're you're nothing because you've right. only got like 300 followers. Yeah, like, but if if you're not if you're not influencing the sphere you have, yep. how are you going to grow your sphere of influence? I mean, and yeah, and like you said, I think it, I've never heard somebody say this, and so I'm just like taking it, and I love it. Is your if you go viral, 
for the wrong reasons. And then you get all these other followers. It's right. just kind of like a moot point. Yeah. And, they, and, they're, and they're following you for, you know, for something they shouldn't be following you for. Right. Which is how that's which, such a good point. <laughs> that's why I mix in the educational stuff is yeah. because like you want to bring them in with the funny. Right. Yeah. Because that, that's the, the entertaining stuff is what's going to grab their attention. But then they're going to be like, oh, you know, hey, I did see he posted something about two one buy down or about the Maryland mortgage program or about smart buy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they can go back and reference those videos because they're right there in my feed. Right. Yeah. Right? And again, no matter which social media platform you use, I make it impossible to miss me. So what's your favorite uh, platform? Um, I think I I think Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I, it's like not Graham. it's not my most successful, I would say. But I it's um it, I don't know. It's I kind of I kind of grew up with that a little more, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Facebook obviously is what started everything, but I think yeah. Instagram was the first, the, Instagram was the first place where I really started to see success from doing this, I guess. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but I, I've always used TikTok as like my, my starter, right? I'm not so on TikTok. I, I, I look at it that. as a tree. Yeah, definitely do, do it. I look at it as kind of like a, a tree, right? And TikTok's at the top and that's usually where I post first and then I remove the watermark and then distribute it out across. That's really, really interesting. Other platforms. Yeah. How much? Some people do it differently, but. I mean, you're pretty successful. I think we, I think you know what you're talking about. Um, what is, how many leads thus far have you been able to convert yeah. and, or put in your pipeline from social media? Right. So over the last, um, seven months, we've had three that have closed wow. so far. Yeah. Which has three? been great. It's yeah. And it's free. It's free. It's free. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, Oh my God. Um, and, um, I, I, two of them, one of them was a complete cold lead Two, which is rare. Um, but two of them were people who I, 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 I was friends with already. They both had mentioned my social media about like, you know, they, they responded to, um, or DM me about, Hey, that was so funny. They didn't even like or comment on the actual reel itself or the TikTok itself, but Hey, love your content, man. Quick question for you. Um, you know, my, uh, my, my girlfriend, her, her grandmother just died. The estate selling the house. We're trying to buy it. Can you help me? That's that, awesome. And like, I, so I truly believe like I wouldn't have gotten that, deal if it weren't for, for social media. So yeah, so it's consistency and yeah. discipline. And then look, I mean, that is a huge ROI sure. because it's free. it's free. And even if they like had followed you before, the fact is, is that you're always right. popping up. And then, and then I'm, I'm also going to start looking at it from like the trickle down effect because like, you know, from people like you that I meet and other mm -hmm. referral partners that's from awesome. all this is like, all that's going to count towards like our, you know, the, the, the social media, you know, tally, I suppose I would say. That's, um, that's because, so incredible. You know, um, and, and really we, wow. that, that's the part we didn't see coming. I think was like the, the ability that this opened up to connect with realtors, you know, and we're, my, my team's licensed, you know, in 49 to 50 States, but, um, I'm sorry, PRMI is licensed in 49 to 50 States. My team is licensed pretty much up and down in the East coast, except mm -hmm. for a couple exceptions. Um, so we can help pretty much anybody anywhere, right? We can get you connected with it's pretty great, pretty much anybody, unless you're buying a house in New York. <laughs> Wait, wait um, what's your gripe with New York? It's not mine. I just, for some reason, <laughs> PRMI is not licensed there. So neither, uh, we, we can't really do business there, but if, it, you know, if people are buying homes in California, like we, you know, we can, we can do loans out there too. And even though I, I'm not licensed there, I can get you in touch you can, with someone. Yeah. Can. You can refer and it's all through word of mouth. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a really nice little so, return for yep. free marketing. And we've, we've, we've really only, only been at this for seven months, like hardcore, you know? Well, that's why I find it to so, be so impressive. Like yeah. you, you said earlier, like, oh, like a year ago, whatever with my wife, but like, no, you really blew up. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to look and back you're so I humble. Think, after the, the spring market to, uh, um, to kind of see how, how far it all came. What's your favorite reel to date? 
Um, may not be the most viral, but what's yeah. like your favorite? So um, you, you may imagine I'm, I'm catching a lot of shit from the boys about the the TikTok thing and social media and all that. <laughs> so um, I I, I, I kind of made fun of myself in in one of them a couple of months ago, and again this one didn't go viral or anything like that. But it was one where I was just like sitting on the couch, and at the time there was this um, you know trend going around where it was the the, the Jack Harlow song with the the Fergie glamorous in the background uh-huh. and everyone was doing the glamorous in sign language. Uh-huh. Right. And then there's like a record scratch and it says, dude, what are you doing? Are you making a TikTok and stuff like that? And it's, so that was my favorite one. Cause it just kind of reminded me of like, you know, you, you, you said it, 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 it grounds you. The internet has a very good way of keeping you humble, by the way. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> what you might think that is really might funny be, might not be that funny. Correct. But like, yeah. And you're yes. like, oh, damn. Yeah. And I've, I've had a couple of duds too. So, so, um, <laughs> but that, yeah, that, that one, um, that that one, um, you know, even though it didn't go viral or anything, it, it, it did okay. I got a couple thousand, but it, it was um, oh, it was it was my favorite one because thousand. it <laughs> it um it just reminded me of of you know just to stay humble that I'm still you know. That's funny. Nothing yeah. nothing's better than having yourself and your ego checked a little bit. Oh, it happens I've done the every same day. where I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Not awkward. in a bad way. Yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, I join in or just started joining in on the calls that you have on Thursday, and it's great. I think Todd is really great. I love people that are just straight shooters. Yeah. So important. One of the things he did talk about before we switch over is um, I thought this was really interesting is, you know, you got to put a little bit of controversy yeah. in stuff to be relevant. So, how do you balance that fine line? Because you have to be very careful because yeah. if you say one wrong thing right. or take it a little bit too far, like you're screwed. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I, I always try to keep politics and religion out of it. I think that's like rule number one. You know what I mean? And if you mm-hmm. are going to bring politics into it, like it has to be something topical that everyone's joking about. Exactly. Like Joe Biden can't talk. And <laughs> I think the le- left <laughs> – Left and right, we all can agree that that man has had some some hiccups, you know, on the microphone, and they are objectively hysterical. I mean, I think we can all agree yeah. on that, right? <laughs> I think so too. That's um, so funny. No, no matter which side of the aisle you fall on, so so unless it's like something like that, you really try to tr- really try to keep your your, your yourself out That's of that fine. stuff, out of hot water that way. Also, when you are doing the controversial stuff, like the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, I've done a couple TikToks about that. Not the most appropriate subject matter necessarily for 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 real estate or for finance or not the most professional thing to be putting out there. But I think if you try to inject humor into it, that's that's where you can yeah. kind of get away with, with with a little more and kind of kind of push that that boundary a little bit. We actually well, Ashley talked about that. I think during one of our first ever like pop culture segments, I didn't even know who the heck he was. <laughs> I tried to start watching the documentary. It was so boring. I turned it off. I was like, I can't. So like. I don't fully understand yeah. the craze. I just know that his glasses were on eBay for like $150,000 and oh, got yeah. pulled. Yeah. I wish I found his glasses. What's what, <laughs> I, mean, I retire? I, I, don't, I don't understand what is it what, what is it with like the serial killer like culture. I know like I don't know, it's a little all, bit weird. It's a little weird. We're all sucked into it though, aren't we? Like I, I feel like at least a little bit. Yeah, but him, I don't know. He like eats people and shit. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And I'm I'm like a true crime junkie. My this wife one, is too. Yeah. I just really was like kind of like I don't. This is so boring. Yeah. And I just like I didn't know who he was, and you know, so you I, I, I all I know is he eats people. Yeah. That's like all I fucking know. Right. And that's that's enough. That's all you. I was like. Okay, whatever. Like uh, Hannibal Lecter, been there, done that. (laughs) As far as documentaries go, we're going to go a little off topic. Is I watched the Redeem documentary 
about the Redeem team. Yeah. Did you watch that on I, Netflix? I, I didn't. No, I, I, it's it's on my thing the entire time. So it's good. Somewhere between Coco Melon and, you know, Blue. But <laughs> you can, I, I would love to see your Netflix. Oh like, uh, um, yeah. It's, recommended for you. It's wild. It's like my music <laughs> taste. It's like all over the place. But know? that, like, so that was like really good. I'm also like a sports fan, but that was like really good and piqued my interest. But yeah, this like other one, I, I'm so glad that the Dahmer like documentary got bumped off the top 10. So I was like, yeah. nobody has time for this. It's so boring. Yep. Yep. And I think, Sorry to I, all you fans out there. I think it grossed a lot of people out too, you know, and rightfully so. I think that was also Was it like a, it. was it like graphic? It got, Again, it got I pretty graphic. Yeah. 10 minutes, 15 minutes in because I was like, I am falling yeah. asleep. It got pretty graphic. I got, I got a couple episodes in just to like get, get this, get a feel for what the crazy was about. Who wants to watch that? That's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it uh, yeah. It was not, 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 not for me, I guess, but uh, I'm kind of turned off with the whole true crime thing to begin with now. I was really into it for a while. Yeah. I, I really loved like, um, what do they call it? The Mind Hunter or whatever, like the jet that Joe Kenda show. Oh yeah, that was a really see, good one. I didn't fully finish that, but yeah. I mean, we really tr- got into that one, and, and then um, you know, my, my wife still loves it, obviously. But I think I just maybe it's because of the oversaturation. I just need to break from it for a little. No, bit. I, I hear you. I mean, yeah. yeah, I like it occasionally. I feel like I watch it when I want to watch it. Yeah, I don't jump on the fad. I mean, I'm more into like the podcasts of true crime because yeah. I like to like listen cereal. to stuff. That's a whole different thing. Well, that's, that's a whole other episode because I get real fired up about that yeah, one. That's what got me into podcasts. And I have un, yeah, yeah, I have an unpopular opinion. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll put a cork in that for another day because uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing this more often, I have a feeling. I think so too. Um, so that was awesome. So we're going to switch gears. Thank you so much for letting me grill you. No, of course. I love it. We're going to go to my favorite segment of the podcast, which is where you get really get to know people outside of their role in real estate. And I like to call it plead the fifth. So okay. we're going to do a few rapid fire questions. Alex has no idea what these are. I sent him everything else before, so he doesn't know. <laughs> so we're going to just roll with it. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So I learned that you are a swimming fan you used to be a swimming coach yeah so obviously you follow swimming right uh not not as closely but but yeah i i uh i do I, well we're gonna I, run I with this so sure, we're gonna do, do shag mary kill for okay. swimming legends yep I, I could do this for sure yeah <laughs> michael phelps okay mark spitz okay ian thorpe <sighs> i feel like i have to marry uh, michael phelps for the money okay right? i'll be superficial there I'd kill Ian Thorpe because, you know, go USA. And then I feel like Mark Spitz would fuck me. I don't think I would fuck Mark Spitz. I think he'd take me on a mustache ride. <laughs> I'm so thinking that's great. He could be a good lover. I can see that. <laughs> oh, he'd be a great lover. He'd take me to Pound Town. Um, okay. Next one. Would you rather would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life? Oh man. I already feel like I'm a mouth breather a little bit. Um, let's see. I would, yeah, I would have, I would it'd have to be breathe like Vader because I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do the Yoda thing. I would, I would get my, my, my brain's in trouble anyway. I can't really. So it's funny when I <laughs> mix up my sentences like that. When I come up with these questions, I then ask myself internally these questions. And <laughs> this one, I was like, oh, nobody wants a mouth breather. Yeah. And so that's really funny that you're like, well, I think I'm kind of the mouth. What do you mean? <laughs> I'd rather talk like Yoda. I mean, you could get a translator. You could get someone to help. Technology these days, but you're going to go with mouth breather. I'll go with mouth breather. Yeah, I have some practice in there, mm-hmm. so I think I'll be okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. I know this is like so generic, but I love pizza. I just love pizza. Okay, really Dave do. Courtney. No, <laughs> and I do. It's, I love the fastball. I love like a, a good a good plain cheese. 
Um, I'm kind of weird with with my pizza toppings. I kind of like. I, what are you like a ham and pineapple person? No, no, I, I, I'm not a pineapple <laughs> person. Do not put pineapple in my pizza. I will come after you. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm kind of like I'll, I'll eat anything. Clearly, look at me. But I I, I um I, I prefer either like a, a good slice of cheese or like the kitchen sink, like a good you know everything, like drag it through the garden. You know. Oh, every, so you just want to put meat. a little, like, a little bit of everything on there, yeah. like bam. Yep. Yeah. Those, I, I would do either either one. Yeah, those are my I, top a two. lot of people say pizza. I w- I think I would eat mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I love those too. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's tough, but I think they're both they both have cheese. Yes, exactly. I don't know if you could live off mozzarella sticks though. No, probably not. But I mean, you could try. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a roll. You know, that's how Dave Courtney started the one bite. Everybody knows the rules because yeah. him and his friend had a bet to see right. <laughs> how long they would last. His friend was burritos. Yep. He did pizza. Yeah. Well, just you know, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> And then, <laughs> you know, cholesterol medication, you know, you'll be, you'll be good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be and why? Um, probably to fly. So generic. Is, is, that, is that boring? Yeah. Is I that, was expecting better. No, because I, I don't know. <laughs> I've always – so – I don't know. When I was a little kid and when I, when I was like swimming and stuff like yeah. that too, like I always kind of pretend like when you're in underwater, like you're, it kind of feels like you're flying. Right. So that's, I don't know. And, I, and I've, I've always loved like airplanes and stuff like that. And, um, I've loved like going on them. I'm interested in aviation. Like a little I love bit. Like, that. I, I watch like, you know, uh, a lot of you, if you look at my YouTube <laughs> algorithm, a lot of it's like stories of like weird air crashes and, you know, so I'll have to just, check that out. That's yeah, actually kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, 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 so you want to fly. Yeah. Would you wear a cape? <sighs> No, no. I wear one of those wingsuits. <laughs> awesome. They have to make a big enough one. To, I but, love uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> a trash bag. <laughs> yeah. Contractor bag. <laughs> I, I I see something in your future. I see some social media content yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll ask you an ambulance ride in my future too. If I'm going to try to jump off a roof or something with a trash bag over me, it's um, not go well. Going back to swimming, what's your best stroke? What's your worst stroke? Um, I was a breaststroker. That was my best. Um, by far, my worst was was backstroke. But uh, yeah, I was a very good breaststroke. I see. When I was swimming, I thought breaststroke was the hardest. I was like a butterfly kind of gal. Yeah, and I, I, I like butter. I was good at butterfly too. But I, I think um, breaststroke is the hardest stroke to swim fast. Oh my god, it's so hard. It's, it's the easiest stroke thing. to swim easy, but it's the hardest stroke to swim fast. Like just now. Yeah, I did um, breaststroke and I am in college. Those were my two uh, two events. I am is so hard. The yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> and just the, for any swimmers out there, just to give you an idea of how bad of a backstroker I was, my breaststroke splits were almost always faster than my breaststroke split or my backstroke back- splits. Really? Yes. I was very fast in breaststroke and also horrible backstroke. So those two things combined <laughs> too. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, tell us something that nobody really knows about you. We can keep it in swimming if you want. Um, you can do whatever I, you want. I beat Michael Phelps when I was 10 years old. What? Yeah. My buddy Colin Okay, that's too. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's my – never did it Is again. Is that your claim to fame? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it was the <laughs> Maryland State Championships and I was 10 years old. But my, my buddy Colin got him too in the, the 100 breast. But um, very what? quickly, he got very much better than than everybody. Yeah. Um, after puberty happened. Do you have that on record? Yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's awesome. You could probably sell that on eBay too. Yeah, I have, to, I, I, I have the plaque from the um, – um, from the event too, because I got second in the event, and some some of the and some of the could be named JJ. It wasn't Michael Phelps, and he was in that event. So yeah. that's really cool. Yep. Um, if you weren't in the mortgage business, what would be your dream job? So I I really enjoyed my time in sports radio. I really did. Um, I didn't get a lot of get, get a chance to do a ton of on air stuff, but I did get to do enough to like kind of wet my beak, and I really enjoyed it. Wet your beak. Um, yeah. Isn't that a saying? Is that not? <laughs> it a is. Saying? I'm yeah. just messing with you. Um, <laughs> 
Um, I really enjoyed um, cover. I got to cover Ravens training camp for part of that time too, That's which cool. is really cool. Um, and uh, you know, obviously it's Ravens and, and sports in general have always been a big part of my life. So um, if I could, if the money could, would work out and I did, I didn't have to live in my parents' basement, then <laughs> it would be sports radio, I, I guess. Um, or, or a pilot, you know, you know what's so funny things. this whole time I've been like, Oh man, he's got a really good voice. Really good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you're easy on the eyes, but <laughs> you also have a really good radio voice. I'm like, Oh, it's just really relaxing. I like I could listen to this. Like, yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and then the last thing is, I just want to give you an opportunity like to plug any community organizations that you partner with or that are really important to you. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I just gave blood today. So the American Red Cross is a big one um, for me for a couple of reasons, uh, you know, for lifeguarding, you know, water safety is a, a, a big, you know, I guess, you know, passion of mine, I suppose, just being a water coach or a swim coach, my entire water coach, um, a, a swim coach for, you know, almost longer than I've been alive now. Um, and uh, just, you know, Drowning such a preventable death for children and just being a dad, like that's something I'm pretty passionate about. So, yeah. give blood, you know, American Red Cross is a big one. Um, uh, the Helping Up Mission downtown, I think, is another really good one. Um, it's, it's, great it's kind of like, a, um, you know, yeah, it, helping, you know, I think mostly men, but they take women too, I think, you know, get it, get off their feet, you know, give them a, a place to sleep. Um, they do a, a great co drive every year. Um, so, I would say, you know, th- those two, support those two uh, causes if you could. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. We will be plugging your Instagram since I've been talking about the whole time. And it's really <laughs> great. You. And we'll be plugging that and how to find you. Um, if you are looking to buy, don't hesitate to reach out to Alex. But thank you so much. This was a blast. And we'll definitely be doing this again. Yeah, please follow me. Kendall, it was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you all again for tuning in on another Thursday with Spilling Realty. I'll be back next week. With another great episode, we have Angela Glorioso from the Homes Glorioso Home Group. Can't wait to talk to her. She's one of my friends, one of my favorite people. It's going to be great. So see you all next week. Same place, same time. Fresh tea. Bye.